You're listening to SCGA Off the Hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. Here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Biff Lathrop. Hey, and welcome back to SCGA Off the Hosel. I'm Alan Knight, joined by Biff Lathrop. Biff, how you doing? Doing great. Hope everybody's out there doing well, enjoying some spring weather. I guess that's actually been pretty cool the last week or so after we got a little warm spell. But it has been. I'm looking at flowers blooming out there. Hey, they're still blooming. I guess a little cold weather comes in and doesn't stop it from blooming, so it's no. hard to stop that process. But we've uh, we've been going strong through our little our little spring run here, and uh, since we were last together, Alan, we. We actually did our partners championship out there at uh, Spring Valley in the Spur at Northwoods. Yes, you did. Had 100 teams. Uh, they played captain's choice the first day and a modified Texas scramble the second day. Yep. And, uh, man, the scores, dude. We, you know, we break it up into two divisions. We got a tournament division and the championship division. It's just simply simple handicap. Right. Come a combination. And, and we do it because we can't fit everybody on one golf course. So. Right. Tournament division plays one course one day, another course the next day, and vice versa for the championship division. So, out of the tournament division, once we were said and done, they played Spring Valley the first day, and they played the Spur at Northwoods the second day, and Dwayne Barnes and Dennis Schwab. Nice. 65-63, a 128 score. Uh, just barely edged out Dean Nance and Doug Ramey, who shot 130. I'm proud of Mr. Schwab. It's been a while since he's been in the victor circle. Denny's been around a long time, so yeah. I, was, I was glad to see those two boys' names up there. They played hard and beat a bunch of good teams, and then – in the championship division, who played Spur at Northwoods the first day and Spring Valley the second day, we had a new tournament score really? record set. Wow. Uh, Mr. Weston Bell and Robert Lutomsky yep, yep. Uh, shot 60 the first day, the captain's yep, choice. Yep. And on the second round at Spring Valley, they combined for nine birdies and two eagles in a Texas scramble and shot 59. Good for them. Good playing. Total score 119 is a tournament record, which was held – by the runner-ups in last year's champions, Zachary Harold and Sam Jackson, who fell two shots short this year, 121. I knew they'd be somewhere up there. They're always up there, yeah. man. I mean, Sam Jackson is our player of the year for 2022. Right. you got to know he's going to be around the thing. So. And Weston and Robert have won this before, haven't they? Uh, and very well may have. I, yeah. I, I can't remember. I know they've my teamed head. up for some they've things. They've teamed up for some things. But, I mean, 60-59, dude. I, yeah. I can barely spell it, much less shoot it. <laughs> Holy smokes! So that was a uh, right. that was fun, and again, that's a that's a fundraiser for our junior golf association. We take part of those proceeds and and send it back to the foundation. So uh, we thank everybody for being a part of it. We really thank Spring Valley and Spur Northwoods for stepping up. They gave us their golf courses for a weekend for that Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Um, that that was that was t shirt weekend, brother. We I mean, right. it was like eighty degrees. Was it was nice. beautiful, right? Yeah. So um, thank them for being a part of it. Thanks to the players for being a part of it, and. And then we uh we continued rolling along. We rolled along right to the next weekend. We went to the Caddy Classic up at Carolina Springs Golf Club. Um, yep. A special thanks to Marilyn Thompson and the Cannell family for their sponsorship. It's actually called the Papa Ed Caddy Classic. Yep. And uh, named after an individual, I think it's Ed Thompson. Back yep. in the day, he used to give away uh, some clothes and what have you for children. When he passed, the family and Marilyn Thompson wanted to continue that, and they do some uh, clubs for kids. Uh, for the golf association, the junior golf association, they also sponsored this Caddy Classic. So, and you, it was going to be new two day tournament, but it got rain short. Yeah, it was. This was going to be a two day event this year, and we were excited about it. And uh, you know, the, the the kind of the cool thing about the Caddy Classic is, based on how you finish, is how you pick to be a caddy for the Hootie and the Blowfish Monday after the yep. Masters. Yeah. Uh, which so it, it's kind of a kind of been a fun thing, one day thing for years. It went to two days, and unfortunately, Mother Nature. Yeah. Dropped a bomb on us on Sunday morning. You can't beat her. She uh she got the golf course too saturated and temperatures. I think when we called it at 
10 o'clock, it was 43 degrees and raining. And when we left at 1130, it was 37 degrees and raining. Yeah. So it was just a bad day. But when it was all said and done, we still had a champion. And in the boys' 13 and 18 division, Mr. Ryan Bozard out of Charleston shot a 68 400 par nice. on that first day. I think that's his third title in the last year or so. Good play, uh, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan's been playing very well. And then this is kind of cool. We had a newcomer, first first SCJGA event ever, Mr. Miss Taryn Smoke out of Lexington in the girls' 13 and 18 division. Allen, she birdied the last hole on Saturday to shoot 74, which gave her the one-shot victory wow. when the tournament was all said and done. Man, what a shot. What a yep, hole. Yep, good way to finish. So congratulations to all those folks, and thank you again to Carolina Springs and the Thompson and Connell family for, for being a part of that with us. It's a very, very special event. Um, our, our, our SCGA folks were, were running up to, to Myrtle Beach during that final rain out mess at, at uh, Carolina Springs with the Caddy Classic. They were going up there to get ready for our senior four ball, okay. which we did at the reserve at Pauley's Island. Um, and if we were wearing shorts and golf short sleeve shirts at the Partners Championship, we turned right around and put on every article of clothing you could have for that <laughs> Monday and Tuesday at the reserve. Uh, Kyle Maloney and Garrett Glaze from our staff were there and they were cold. Yes. And it was a, two long days because, you know, 58 teams would get around there. Yeah. And uh, when it was all said and done, we had a – what do you know? We had a tie when okay. it was all finished. So, when, when we got done with regulation, uh, Walter Todd and Eddie Hargett were tied with Tim Teaster and Sammy Truitt at 135. And uh, it took three-hole playoff. Wow. And on the, the third hole, which was the tenth hole they were playing, uh, Walter Todd rolled in a pretty good putt for birdie yep. to take the title. And uh, I'm kind of glad he did because we weren't sure what we were going to do. It was dark. <laughs> I was about to say, you're running out of daylight. <laughs> we were going to go to the flip of a coin or something else, but we yeah. got it done in timely fashion. So congratulations to Walter Todd and Eddie Hart. If I'm not mistaken, the last six senior player of the years with between Walter and Eddie. Right, titles. I would think so. I um, would think so. So pretty good team. And Tim Teaster and Sammy Truett, they shot 65 the final round to get in that playoff. So, so good playing by them to get there. So Very good. It was a – been a, been a very active couple of weeks since we were together last, and we got more stuff happening, man. I mean, as you and I are sitting here, and this episode comes out, uh, we, we were actually had just finished up the Can Am matches at Watchesaw, which is our top eight boys and girls versus Ontario's top eight boys and girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, great event, been going on for many years at Watchesaw, and thank, thank all those folks at Watchesaw Plantation for being a part of that again. Uh, as this comes out today, uh, we're going to be down at the River Club in North Augusta for a 40 plus series. So an, another strong event, you know, uh, everybody loves going down there and, and playing a little bit of golf. And we're very fortunate because, uh, you know, the Masters is right around the corner and River Club gets a pretty top dollar for playing yep. that place this time of year. So we were very excited to be able to come there. Um, also, I wanted to give out a congratulations, which is coming up on, on, on March the 25th. Our man here with our Junior Golf Association, the one that actually runs the Junior Player Series, uh, Michael McKee, will be getting married to Miss Lauren Fowler down in Charleston on Saturday. So Congratulations. We're excited for them. I know they're excited for their future ahead of them, and our, our SCGA family just keep, kind of keeps on growing as we bring bring other folks in for marriage and kids and all kinds of things. It so, happens. Um, also, one big thing I want to make put on everybody's calendar is coming up on April the 6th, our South Carolina golf ball will be back at the Alumni Center. Oh, yeah. Hey, you've been to this thing with me. Oh, we've already got plans. I've already got a golf match that morning. Everybody's going to the golf ball that night. It's the first day of the Masters, the Thursday of the first day of the Masters for years and years now. Uh, we're going to be at the Alumni Center. It's a casual evening, golf casual evening. Yep. Uh, come as you are. Uh, food, drinks, uh, 
silent auctions, live auctions, raffle tables, all kinds of fun stuff. Very fun. A great evening to to it's a it's a golf party, man. It's, it's one of the greatest golf parties in South Carolina, and it's great to catch up with all your friends. But it's also for a good purpose, which is to raise money for our Junior Golf Foundation. I agree, and it's a good chance to catch up with everybody, like you said, everybody in Columbia. But even every now and then, David Oliver came from uh, Florida, the Rock Hill area. I mean, not Florida, but Florence. Yeah. They're members of Florence. And you'll see junior golf parents come support it. That's yeah. Awesome. I mean, it's great. And, and Alex Hamilton is our new foundation director. And uh, this is his kind of his first one taking the lead. And we've, he's got some great new ideas that we're going to be putting in place. And really looking forward to a great evening and, and raising money for, for a good purpose. So Me too. Hope you all can join us. Uh, if you want to come check out more about it, our website, scjgf.org, which is our foundation site. Or you can get there through the scgolf.org as well. Or you can probably or get there through the app. My SCGA app will get you a lot of places you didn't know about. So check out the My SCGA app if you get a chance. It's it's once again, Alan, it's what? Free. It is free. It I, is was free. On it, I was on it all week this week looking up stuff. There you go. So uh, Android and Apple, is, it's there for you. We'd love for you to see it. Alan, I got a one major, major, huge announcement Um first time ever. We've kind of had a, a, a game change like this in the, in the, as the season is begun yeah um due to some uncontrolled circumstances uh we've had to move our amateur championship which you know we plan these things out two three years four years in advance right right um so we, we're kind of bummed about not going where we were going but we're really excited about where we are going now where so, are we going well august the third through the sixth the south carolina golf association will be hosting their 92nd version of the amateur championship at none other than the mill baby Musgrove Mill in Clinton, South Carolina. That's awesome. One of my favorite places in the world. Jeff Tallman's the head professional GM, bed changer, chef. <laughs> he can do it all. Yes, he can. And he's one of the best to work with. And Will Holroyd, I want to thank Will for stepping up. And he's the superintendent's been there since day one. Will's been there yep. since the, down the door. He pushed dirt. That's awesome. Around that place. And uh, they, they heard of our situation. They stepped up, uh, changed some of their schedules, and made it happen. So – we're excited. We're going to be at Musgrove Mill August 3rd through the 6th for the 92nd Amateur Championship. Uh, registration opens up on April the 28th at 9 a.m. We've got yeah. some four qualifying sites. If you're not exempt, if you are, your name's on the exempt list, you can register that way. I saw y- y'all did announce that on social media, and Luke Boatwright shared it on his Instagram stories. Like, looks like I got to practice yep. trying to make a qualifier. I tell you, man, it's been 15 years. That was the last yep. time we were there. Lee Palms won 15 years ago. Um, over Will Oven, not Will Ovenden, over the kid from Virginia Tech. Oh, man, you just got me. I know. Had Thank dark you. hair. Um, coach, son. Maybe. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah. Well, it, it, we're looking forward to it. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a great event. Um, and thank you everybody for being a part of it. And you know, if you if you want to double check what I just said, we, we should be an updated now. But we got the schedule. Of the Carolinas out there is a good tool for you online through the Carolinas Golf Association, the Women's Golf Association, and the South Carolina Golf Association. Uh, just a little tool to help it easier for you as golfers and players and tournament players to filter through all these events in the Carolinas and really get down to what something you might interest you and you be able to participate in. So uh hope you can take advantage of that. It is a one stop shop. But yep. if you need golf instruction, yeah, we've got the guy for you. We got the guy for you. We've been very fortunate. This young man has kind of come through our program, uh, helps with a lot of our events that we do chapter wise. Yeah, he does a lot with junior golf. Does a lot with junior golf. He's right here in our area around town and Mr. Chase Butler is uh, on, the, on the episode with us today and we're excited about sitting down and talking to Chase and hearing about some of his history with the Golf Junior Golf Association and some of his thoughts and plans for the future and we hope you enjoy the listen too. 
Together, the South Carolina Golf Association, the South Carolina Junior Golf Association, and the South Carolina Junior Golf Foundation strive to promote, preserve, and grow the game of golf in South Carolina. Through a combined effort, each association and the foundation work to support amateur golf, junior golf, and grow the game's initiatives throughout the state of South Carolina. Be sure to follow all three organizations on our social media handles for the latest and greatest updates and news. The MySCGA app is also a great way for all members to post scores, follow live scoring at SCGA Major Championships, and stay updated on all things SCGA. To follow live scoring of the SCJGA events, download the SCJGA app. Chase Butler, welcome to SCGA Off the Hustle. How are you? I'm doing good. How are y'all? Good. Thank you for Great. being here, my man. Yeah, anytime. So why are you here? <laughs> why are you here? Well, because it's raining outside. You got yeah. nothing else to do. Yeah, you're it's, not teaching. It's raining either. today. I can't, it's a little hard to teach. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely for not my junior golf play growing up. Um, even though I did participate in the SCJGA, there was there was not a whole lot of highlights there. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think to talk about the chapter a little bit and golf. <laughs> so let me ask you this: Let's start there. Your junior golf. Where, where are you from originally? I'm from Irmo originally. Okay. Um, so I've been in the area for 30, 40 years now. Yeah. Uh, I went to Irmo High School. Um, played golf there. Um, my parents taught school there, even though we live out in Chapin. So we went to Irmo. Um, Who was on your team? Anybody we know? Yeah. So I played with Dustin for a year at Irmo. Okay. Uh, a lot of people forgot he went there before he went to Dutch Fork. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Nathan Ruth, uh, Marshall Swells, Daniel Barton, Jonathan Stutz, Scott Feaster. Wow. Chad yeah. Gamble. Some blast from the past yeah. there. Uh John Stevenson. Man. I'm forgetting some Lawrence Cottle. We had a lot of golfers. Y'all play, at, y'all play over here at Coldstream? We played it. That was the only time I've played at Coldstream. <laughs> <laughs> I've always said Coldstream was the only honorary membership I ever got that I resigned from because yeah. I, I could not play that golf course. I couldn't I, figure it out. I, I didn't do so well there myself. Uh, you know, towards the end, I kind of figured out, okay, like, take your iron, hit it out here, yeah. make some pars, let's make the line up, and then we'll, we'll worry about – playing golf somewhere else. but as a kid in high school it's hard to take a six iron out of your bag on every hole and just beat your way around you know you want to take that driver and take advantage of what you got yes yeah, especially when you get on the par fives and you're like man i, I can get if i hit a good one it's yeah. gonna roll down there forever and i can get home at <laughs> two but then you're like oh there's the backyard yeah yeah those fences come in quick over there it's no longer unfortunately it's no longer open anymore. yeah who introduced you to golf um, so I got introduced to golf. Um, I have cousins. My mom's from Burlington, North Carolina, uh, Alamance, North Carolina, yeah. near Elon. Yeah. Um, and they played a little bit of golf. My uncle played golf every weekend. Um, and I was up there one time, and we went out and probably played like three holes, and I liked it. And then um, their head pro, um, for the longest time, had moved to the to the beach, and he's a real good family friend. His name's Richard Lee. Okay. Um, and he got me my first set of clubs and hooked me up with George for golf lessons. Really? At what, at what age are you talking about here? Uh, eight or nine. Okay. Yeah, so I started golf with George, like first golf swings, golf lessons, um, went through his whole program. Um, Man. And then went to college and played golf at Spartanburg Methodist. Okay. And North Greenville. Uh, so Spartanburg's a junior college. Yeah. Uh, played golf there for two years. 
and then finished my two years at North Greenville playing golf. Where was George when you first started working with him? Well, I know he's had some different – I know he was at Timberlake for a little bit. Right. Then... He, he had just started at Lake Murray Golf Center. Okay. So it had been like 92-ish, yep. I think. Yep. Yep. So it was kind of right when he was starting uh, the golf academy. Yeah. Which Lake, Lake Murray Golf Center is up there in the uh, in the Hilton area between like Irmo and Chapin. Is that the par three? The yeah. par three. And yeah. a putt putt. Over the railroad track. There is yeah. No, I think they've actually closed now. Yeah, it's, it's closed, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. But I, there's a lot of – there's a lot – had a good little par three back there when it was when it was first started. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we used to um, – I ran a par three tournament there one night, one I, time. I think you – yeah, the, um, the par three yeah, tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that you used to do at, at Riverside and there and right. somewhere else. Yeah, until we moved it up north to the threes for a little while. Uh-huh. Well, it's threes now. But, yeah, I definitely remember because they had little tee – the mats. You hit off a mat yeah. and it was uh-huh. – a tough little golf course. Yeah, it was a, it was a good par three. I yeah. mean, you you know there were five holes that were real short, and then there were four holes that were you know two went around the pond, and then there were two that were like one sixty, right. one seventy. Yeah. Um. Before we get into college, now you junior golf. You, you participated. You played in the chapter stuff. I played. I played in the chapter. I uh, played the Tri County chapter. Um, run by George at the time. It was, okay. and then would do. I, I think I did the Columbia chapter a couple times. Um. Basically, did both of them. Um, played in all the – so I played in the first blade, I oh, believe. Nice. Yeah. 25 uh, years getting ready to be this, this, this year. Is it? Yep. Yeah, because I remember that was like, you know, if you got in the blade, that you, was a big deal. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You know, there weren't as many tournaments as there are now, like, you know, seeing what all the kids do now. Yeah. Um, but played in the, you know, state junior or had to qualify for it. Um, yeah. Played in it a few times. I don't – I can't remember if I made the cut any or not. Um I think I did it at Mid-Carolina one year when it was there. I know I played in it there. Yeah. Um, I won my age group in the George Holiday one year. Uh, at the beach? At the beach. Yeah. Luckily, the second round got rained out. So, <laughs> it was a, a one-round victory. I, I think I shot 69. Finished like third or fourth overall. Little George shot 64 or three or something. Um, really? Yeah, because they did the overall, like, no matter where you played from, you could be the overall winner. Oh, wow. Um, so, he was playing the way up. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, G3 was caddying for him and all that kind of stuff. Wow. So. That's, That's too funny. funny, man. So, college, you get out of college. What do you do? Um, I sat down at a table with George. Uh, he was building our facility that we're at now. Yeah. And he says, you want a job teaching? I was like – that sounds fun. Yeah. That's, you know, better than anything else. Right. And you, I mean, I would put you, not put any words in your mouth, but you're definitely one of the junior golf leaders in certainly the Midlands, you okay. know. Uh, I would say you and Tom Mason probably do. Yeah. And I'm not trying to insult anybody else. Uh, but it would come Longevity. to. Longevity. Yeah, with chapters, PJ program, PJ Junior League, and and plus your hourly lessons that you do. Right. I don't know if I've ever been out to the golf academy and not seen you there. You yeah. Know? I'm there a pretty good bit. Right. Um, you know, and it, it, it's enjoyable, especially being around the kids. Like, I think it keeps you younger. Um, yeah. You know, and, and then also taking, you know, some kid that wants to try golf and trying to get them interested in golf and then turning that interest to a little bit of a passion and then saying, hey, here's here's what you go do next. Right. Um, it, it's real fun. So after you and George kind of sat down, College was over. I, but real quick, do you have any? Do you, you play college? You played that college golf. Any success yeah. in college? Just kind of, kind of something to do, or? Yeah, I won. Uh, I won our home tournament at the Cliffs. We played uh, the Valley and the Vineyard. Nice. Two thousand four. 
Uh, I think I shot one under even par, won our home tournament. So I, I got a college you. win. There which you go, is, baby. You More know, than a lot of people could say. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I'm nothing. You know, that was a big highlight of college. All right. So from that, did you have any aspirations to try to go professional, to play professional at all? Not really. Uh, I I had, was lucky enough to grow up. I, I played golf at Northwoods. Um, so around a lot of really good golfers. Yes, you did. Um, you know, and and even then, like you know, Kyle Thompson would come play. I sat on the range, watching Charles Warren hit balls for hours as a you know as a college yeah. high school kid. I was probably working the cart barn. He'd be up there hitting. I was really up there waiting for him to leave because he'd hit brand new Pro V's out in the range. <laughs> And I'd ride out there when he got done, and I had a you know a whole shag bag full of balls to use. That's great. And I was like, oh man, this is great. Like, thanks. And he's like, yeah, you know, I could get a whole bunch of balls if you could pick them up and separate them. I'm like, oh, you got to ask Greg. Like, I don't know if he's going to pay me to do that, wow. but you know, I'll go out there and pick up the 30, 40 that you hit and put them in my shag bag. Though. Nice. <laughs> well, I, that's awesome. So before we get into the George Bryan Academy too much. Uh, I always like delving into Northwood stories. I, yeah, I want to go oh, back gosh. to the Northwood. So you were a high school student, college student? Oh, no. Uh, I, I don't remember when we first went out there or how. So we ha I have an aunt, and her husband was from Greenwood, and he knows the McBrides. And I can't remember if they hooked us up or if it was George, but basically got the connection, hey, Greg's a good guy. I remember going out there with my mom. She goes, what do we need to pay for him to come out here and play golf? And Greg goes, we'll work it out. Wow. I picked the range. I cleaned carts. I dabbled in maintenance and realized that weed eating for four hours <laughs> and then going to play golf was not the most fun thing to do during yeah. the summer. So I stuck to the cart barn and in the, in the range. Nice. And, uh, and, and hung out out there. You learned a few things, huh? He grew up quick. Yes. I can right. promise you that. Yeah. Uh, played in a few dog fights. A lot of the times, you know, it would be Greg going, hey, do you want to play? Because, I mean, I, you know, yeah, I might have 30 bucks here and there right. to put in. Or one of the other guys be like, come on and play with us today. And they kind of just took me under their wing and, yeah. uh, you yeah. know. But it was an experience. I, I just always – we've talked about this before here. I mean, I grew up at Timberlake. Right. And – always kind of got hung out and, and, and played with the older guys, you know, and I'd, I'd go play for whatever, $5 a hole, and I had a dollar in my pocket. Um, but, boy, it taught me a lot. I grew up a lot. I, I learned things to do and things not to do. Right. Um, and, obviously, around that crowd at Northwoods, that, that had been a big part of your growing up experience. Oh, yeah, it, it was. I mean, you know, had had cart privileges revoked one time by uh, Jeff Pinckney because – uh, him and another guy were yelling at each other across a fairway, and I was looking at them and drove right over a metal pole, like stuck it right into the golf cart. And you <laughs> at, know, at Northwoods, at Northwoods, and you know, stuff like that would happen. So Greg, you know, Greg took away your cart privileges for a little bit. Jeff did. Jeff Pinkney did. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. For like it was now it was like a day because okay. he realized I was you know watching it him and this other guy yell at each other <laughs> instead of driving the golf cart, but. Um, <laughs> But, you know, just stuff like that. I mean, nothing – I mean, I, I didn't say I learned anything bad out there, yeah, yeah. but it definitely was a learning experience. You know, to also see a lot of people that would come in and you go, man, that guy's a good golfer. And, like, you know, why, why is he not on TV? Yeah. 
and you see a lot of that, and it kind of puts that in perspective of, of how good some of those guys were. Well, and that's how this all started, right? You, we were talking about, you know, did he have any aspirations to go pro? And you see what comes out in, at the Northwoods is for the dog fights and whatever. And you like, I've always told people it's not only being really good, but you got to be really, really good. If you're not beating everybody in your area, you're certainly not going to go out there and succeed necessarily at the pro level. But you got to be a little bit lucky, too, at the oh, pro yeah. level. Oh, would, yeah. Would you say that Burt Cromer – for years and years and years, was the most consistent and best player out there? I mean, I know he probably played the most. Um, but and, and two gloves would come out there, and you Kyle Thompson and Brent Roofs and George. Eagler was out there. I mean, it's all – Yeah, I, you know, yeah. I mean, he, he, very consistent. But there were also – I mean, on a given day, like I can remember the lowest round I've ever shot is 64. Wow. I shot it out there playing in a dogfight, and I did not have the lowest score that day. <laughs> and you go, you go, man, that's that's all I got, right? Right, right? like that's as good as I can that's do. That's as good as I can do. And you know, this guy just, you know, he shot sixty two. And who was it? Do you remember? No, I don't okay. at all. But yeah, he. I mean, he's a very consistent player. Yeah. Would he be the most consistent? I mean, now there are a lot of guys. You know, even par or better is is yeah, all day. Right. I remember what's the story, Miller. Miller went well, out. Miller went out. I, I'll never forget, man. We've told it before, but real quick, Miller went out there one time and went to go play in that doll fight, and I think he shot like 69 and lost 100 bucks. And he's like, yep, never again. I'll never go back out there again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and there were plenty of people that would just pop in, and you wouldn't really know who they were. And right. they'd say, hey, we heard you have a game. And they'd go, yeah, those guys will play. And, you know, sometimes they grab me because they just wanted another bet with the person. <laughs> right, right. And they say, hey, come on. And, you know, you get out there playing – you know, 18 holes, and the guy goes, well, I want to go some more. Okay. Yeah. 36 <laughs> holes. Hey, let's keep going. Well, you know, the theory was if you were up, you didn't stop. Right. Like, you just kept going. And, you know, there are guys that come out there, and you play 54 holes. Wow. You know, and eventually you go, man, I'm, like, I'm done. Like <laughs> Physically, I am done. Yeah. All right, well, we, we, we backtrack. But, okay, so we're back with George and you at the table after, after college, after college and, and trying to figure out your game plan, and, and that's how you got – in, involved with him did you go do you have your pga status i do right yeah so yeah so it took uh you know five or six years i went through the program myself that was when you kind of just did your book work and went an apprenticeship yeah yeah so i did all that under george um you know just been with him uh since 2006 uh you know kind of started we were doing the facility i do a lot of the maintenance you know, go play golf in the afternoon. Let's talk about the facility real quick. So, the one thing I find unique is the power line. That's your fairway you hit down. Right. And then you have a green, a one practice green, correct? We have a practice green. It rolls depending on how much rain we've gotten between a 15 and a 19 on a stint meter. <laughs> um, it's as hard as the table. Okay. Well, okay. I mean, is there – is there mat? Is it is it fake grass? Yeah, it's artificial. Oh, I was about to say, okay. <laughs> but but there's also did y'all? It ended up being a few holes out there, wasn't it? Um. So we have we have eight artificial greens. One green okay. is just a chipping green, and that was the one we were just referring to. Right. And then we have um we call it our challenger course. So there's seven artificial greens, or there's six that we use like in a course rotation. Yeah. And it's just a ball control exercise. So at the facility. The idea is all the outside stuff is way harder than real golf. So, you know, the greens are, you know, six by ten yeah. maybe. Um, you can't fly the ball on the green. I mean, there's a few of them you can fly it on the green and it'll stop. But most of them you have to kind of land it short and bounce it up. Hmm. So you're learning ball control and distance control. Right. Um, there's like a, 
a perfect putt on each green, you know, that rolls really good, and we putt from there. Okay. And then recently we made some um, some chips just to some buckets. So you can go around and hit, you know, all the short shots you would hit in a round of golf. That's cool. And you have the indoor facility too, don't you? Mm-hmm. Like the machines and the cameras and all that? Yeah, we have V1 inside, uh, two bays. Uh, we have a putting room and then, you know, places to putt all around the building. When did y'all – when did that facility open? 2007. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it's been that long now. Yeah, and it's kind of – it's changed over the years. You know, when he first did it, um, we just had people that, you know, his good clients he'd given lessons to. So there was a certain group of people that would come out. Right. And then we started doing more lessons as it got established. And then now we do, you know, since the Par 3 has closed. Um, since, like, 2013, we've done all our – programs there i'll be there i will say i've only been out there a few times never for instruction but something with either to see you or drop something off to george and it's you know you see people just kind of pull up their park and go chip and putt for a minute it's like they're a little practice facility they're well, not getting a lesson i know i was no. ashamed to say it and i'm embarrassed to say this i my parents live out that direction and and i have to drive by there on a pretty regular basis and i i look at it i've seen cars but i've never stopped and walked into the facility before and i because i never know if i'm interrupting somebody on a lesson or what have you so i've never really taken the time i, I need to yeah I, i'm certainly not gonna go practice but i'd love to see it no and you, you I mean, you're not interrupting. Like Alan said, we have people that just stop. You know, they pay a, a facility fee and they stop by and practice whatever they want. Nice. I mean, they're um, students, but they will just on their time come practice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there are students. They're not just you know random people right. off, off the street. street yeah. Um, but you know, it's, so there's a you know people that just come in and take lessons and practice. There's people that come out and use it as a practice facility. Um, you know, we have a couple kids that do the same thing. Yeah. How do you – let's talk about junior golf for a second before we get – I want to get to the Carolinas PGA too, but how do you get a kid hooked on golf? What's, and don't give away your secrets. But. Yeah, oh, that's no secret. <laughs> uh, you know, I think the first thing they have to do, they just have to have fun doing it. Right. Um, you know, f- for me, like I think about myself – Nobody ever, like, made me go play golf. You know, it was, do you want us to take you to the golf course in the morning? Sure. Right. Call us when you want us to pick you up. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I, I think the learning part has to be fun at first. Um, you know, learning some fundamentals in a fun way, whether yeah. it's through a game or tossing a ball at a bucket or chipping a ball at a bucket. Right. Um, you know, I think that's kind of the, the way to hook people. I think so. make it fun. Look, make them look forward to coming back. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you do. What uh, what kind of games? You invented any games? I could see you inventing a game or two. I can't say that I've invented any. I've stolen some that right. are popular. So we play um, probably our putting games. are the, And I like to putt the best. That's what I'm good at. Yeah. So most of the putting games are fun. We play um, – we call it Survivor. So we go to one side of the green, we pick a hole, everybody putts, the farthest person away is eliminated, or the farthest three people away are eliminated. You give them a really hard putt, call it the redemption putt. If they make that, they get back in. And we just go until – Somebody's left. There's one person left, somebody survived. And uh, That's cool. You know, it's not a long game. It takes 10 minutes probably, 15 minutes. But at the end of a class, it kind of gets them excited. You know, if they win, they're excited about winning. Uh, 
I did that one time when I did junior golf and I did a little tournament style bracket and all the kids started rooting for one kid mm. and the other kids started crying. It was a life lesson learned for me that day. <laughs> so what's the uh, what's the age range? Do you do you, do you have a, do you have a limitations? Um, we advertise three, four, five, six year olds. We we have a pee wee class. Um, I've had some sneak in under that range really, and it's, and it's okay with us. Like their parents have to stay. So it's not, you know, like if they start crying, I'm like, Hey, like, (laughs) yeah, it's your turn. Diaper change. (laughs) Yeah. Um, you know, so they come to class like Mary Chandler's son is now he comes and I mean, very little participation right now because I think he's two, but you know, he can understand what we're doing and, and just watching helps them. Um, my daughter's all started at three or four. Um, or both of my daughters started at three or four with class. They don't, they don't do a whole lot outside of class, you know, right now. Um, my oldest does the PGA Junior League with me, and she does the chapter program. Yeah. And Justin Fleming here in the office. I was getting ready to say, mm-hmm. yeah. He's got his Margaret, I think Margaret. you said. That, and how was she? She's eight? I think she's seven or eight. Seven or yeah. eight. And Justin's, Justin's had a lot of great life learning experience stories, as he's told us about that. Oh, it is. Uh, so the winter tour they're doing, and it's a very, like, we call it the blitz format. So at that age, we line them up right there on a driving range in the middle of the fairway. The kids pick a word, pizza. That's when it's safe to hit. They hit it out there. They know to go to the farthest one. They take off running, <laughs> right? They line back up and they hit it. You know, we do that till we get the green and then everybody gets to put it in. Wow. So it is very hard as a, I guess, golf expert to stand there and watch your, like, you know, they might be aiming in the woods and I just stand there because I'm like, hey, if I tell her, she's going to fix it. Yeah. But she's not going to fix it herself. Right. So, you know, and I'm sure people look at me like, okay, Oh, that guy teaches golf lessons. Right, like he's right. letting his kid aim over here in the trees, <laughs> you know. But when she hits it over there, I go, "Hey, like you were pointed that way. Right. Like you hit it really good, but you know you got to learn to point down, you know, down the fairway or at the green." Yeah. So I, I know where Justin's coming from. It's <laughs> it's hard to stand there and yeah. go, "Huh, I, this ain't gonna be good." I should correct her, but I don't need to. <laughs> That's exactly what he's struggling with. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned PJ Junior League. Mm-hmm. I mean that's. I don't know how you have time to do everything you do. I but don't either. Let's talk about the PGA Junior League real quick. You got a good following there too. Yeah, so I've been doing that with I don't know how many years Tom and I have been doing the Junior League together. I think it's four or five, um, and it, it's a good program. You know, like in the stepping stones of, of golf. Like I would put it maybe even before the chapter program. You know, like if somebody comes and they say, "Hey, where do we? We're starting golf." you know, where do we go? Well, we have our winter golf tour. It's a very introductory to going to the golf course. Score is not important. You know, the junior league would be kind of in between the winter tour and the chapter program. Which is captain's choice, correct? It's captain's choice. So, you know, even if, even if your kid hadn't played a lot of golf, they, they have a partner or maybe two and it keeps them going and it's fun. Um, so yeah, it's good. And then we've had some pretty good, um, competitive teams they've made it tom kind of takes that part on a little bit more than i do they've made it to the florida, yeah. to the regionals to florida uh two or three times since i've been helping him i think once before i started with him he had a team that went pretty far and then we've had but didn't he have jensen castle on that team i think so yeah, yeah i mean you got a u.s women's amateur champion on your pga junior yeah yeah and uh 
you know, and that was when it's kind of interesting. You get a um, like there's a team in Charlotte, and all the good kids have gotten together, and okay. I think they won this year. They won the national championship. I mean, they're shooting like nine, ten, twelve under on nine holes. <laughs> wow! And you're going, man, like, wow, that's really good, right? <laughs> like, I don't know that we could take your best and PGA professionals <laughs> and play from the tees we're supposed to play from and go out there and shoot captain's choice two man yeah. you know 10 11 12 under par like right so for you and Tom with this PGA Junior League how many kids how many teams just kind of in a regular season i guess um i think we averaged during the summer like 50 wow. 50 kids um so they'll be on um two person two person teams so a foursome um you know, and they go out and play Captain's Choice, and then um, in the postseason they have to play from the red tees or the most forward tees. Um, and then we have some kids that play from the fairway. Um, okay. So kind of like the uh, the same distance as the as the smallest group at the chapter. And that age range is uh, six to fourteen, thirteen, fourteen, yeah. thirteen. Okay. All right. And like you say, it's a great starting point because you get a partner, and then when you get the chapter, you're playing your own ball. Right. Out so. But it's still a friendly environment, learning environment. Sure. Chapters are so. Sure. Carolina's PGA. What year did you join? I mean, you, you started that in '06 when you joined George. Yeah, 2012. It took me a little bit. I hear you. I hear you. It's it's tough to. It's a hard thing to do. You, it is. You know, I would assume I'm not picking on guys that sit in a golf shop. But if I was in a golf shop on a on a rainy day, there's a lot more time to sit and do some book work. Golf club repair and whipping. Right. Did you have to do the whipping? No. Okay. They, they had excluded that. Thank goodness. You know, the funny thing is um, I got my lesson sent back to me. So we had to video a lesson. And I didn't process like, hey, we need a 30-minute lesson. Well, okay, well, I was doing a lesson how I would give one. So it was, you know, we would always like send somebody a, a – you know, when I started, it was with a DVD. We'd make you a DVD. Yeah. Now we use our phone and we send you a lesson. Right. So I did it just as, you know, I did a 30-minute lesson. Well, it was about a probably four-minute DVD. I send it off and I get a note back like, hey, your lesson was really good, but it needs to be 30 minutes. And I was like, I just did a 30-minute lesson. Like, they wanted me to film the whole thing. Oh, so, wow. like, me just standing there. And, and teaching Mr. Yeah, and so it was funny. I got it back and I was like, huh. <laughs> the yeah. one thing I do, they were like, no, you got to do it this way. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. So do you enjoy the teaching still? Oh, yeah, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Um, like the different parts of it, you know, like with adults, just, you know, the ones that want to hit it a little better. It's yeah. fun, you know, helping them hit it a little better, you know, showing everybody, you know, and everybody's different, and then learning what everybody does, right. you know, for their living and, and all that kind of stuff is it, pretty interesting. And and kind of sorry, jump back to Carolina's PGA thing. You played. I know you and Chris Miller won some chapter events. Uh, yeah, we or at least one. Yeah, we did. Yeah, um, at Columbia Country Club. Yeah, what was it called? Um, it was a pro pro. Yeah, it was a pro pro. Um, God, what did they call that thing? Anyways, we got to go to like a nice dinner and yeah, and y'all play did, again. Didn't you? Yeah, I f- forgot about the that part. You must have you must have played really well if you and Chris won. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. We we both played pretty good that day. Yeah, Chris has had his shiny moments. He won the city championship one year. He does, and speaking of the city tournament, that uh, Chase every year his stipulation is I'll play, but I got to be the last group on Thursday because he does his chapters on Thursday. Yeah. Oh, that's right. 
So he's always rolling in hot on two wheels at 2 p.m. tea time. <laughs> Segway into the chapter program. I mean, now now you, you're doing this, you're doing your stuff at the academy. You're doing the PGA Junior League. You and you're doing the chapter. You're one of our chapter directors here. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you get involved with that? How long have you been doing that for us now? I've been intern slash chapter director <laughs> really since I started with George. Okay. So, like, I, I started when I did the Tri-County chapter. It, it's kind of funny. Um, we always did a uh, registration meeting to get all the new people that signed up. Hey, here's how it works. Like, you know, you need to show up at 8 o'clock. We're all going to stand here. I'm going to put you in a group. You might tee off at 930. You know, sorry, that's just how it works. Um, yeah. So, and then now, like, where it's evolved to with the blue golf and getting them used, like, on my end, it's way easier now because I don't have people standing around for an hour and a half waiting to tee off. Right. And, tee time's published. Yeah, and, you know, funny thing, I brought you the picture there of, you know, it's got Dustin and Wesley and George on it. And, like, you know, obviously later on, like, before we transition, we'd have that meeting, and I'd say, hey, look around the room. I was like, you might be sitting next to a PGA Tour winner. Right. Like, you you never know. Like, yeah. that's what this program is designed is to get you interested in golf. Yeah. And you, you never know where that's going to develop to. Right. Um, probably would be safe to say our chapter has the most PGA Tour wins. Yeah. <laughs> I, pretty safe. <laughs> I think that'd be pretty safe bet. <laughs> Who do you – you're talking about you have Dustin, you've got Wesley. Uh-huh. Anybody else come out of that chapter? Kyle come out of that chapter? No. Okay. Um I think those are the only ones that have made it on tour. Yeah. Uh, the Provos both played. Yeah. Uh, Sam Jackson played in our chapter. Yeah. Um, there have been a numerous number of them that have gone to college to play. Um, oh, yeah. And with the Tri-County, y'all played like Pondo. What, what are some of the places y'all go visit? Yep. Ponderosa, Lexington, Mid-Carolina, Newberry Country Club. Yep. We still go to Persimmon Hill. And did I get them all? We go to Golden Hills now. Yeah, okay. That's good. Yeah, so we hit Newberry twice um, most years. Nice. Chase is up there at All-Star Tournament with his case of water, making sure all his players stay hydrated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, well, it's a, I appreciate what you've done. Like you said, you've done it forever, either either in that internship position or in our yeah. now's director position. Um. But it's a uh, it's a big part of you know our junior program, and that's kind of the introductory level from our side of the of the juniors. Other than you know some of these other programs we try to uh, sponsor with our foundation, but um, that's kind of where we see it. You know, kids starting from there, uh, and as far as the introductory competitive level, and then moving into our new player series now, and yeah. then on into the to the bigger championships. So it's it's important what y'all do. Oh yeah, and you know, and I I even think I know it's it's more of like one of your introductory tournaments. But from the standpoint of golf, it is all, like I I think even the most skilled golfers should still play in the chapter program. Nice, because no matter what level of golf you're on, you have to learn to one day qualify. Yeah, whether it's for a USGA event. Mm, the Monday. college golf tournament I won. Yeah, <laughs> I missed qualifying the week before, or let's go back two weeks before. We were playing in Columbus, Georgia, Columbus Country Club. It's an old Donald Ross. Yeah, I hit it in the wrong spot for 18 holes the whole day. Made however I shot 92, 73, 74, 92. Wow! Right, go back. 
missed qualifying, a one-day qualifier, missed it, practiced a little bit while they were gone, was a little upset because my team was going to Burlington where my mom was from uh. to play in a course up there I'd played and playing a tournament. I'm like, oh, you know, I already know this golf course. Yeah. Like, this will be great. Miss that one. Practice two weeks later, win the only college golf tournament I won. That's awesome. <laughs> That's the way it so, is, though. you know, had to one day qualify again just to make the first team, you know, to really count towards the tournament. All right. So, you know, Wesley was one day qualifying, Monday qualifying this week for the Farmers Insurance Open. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you have to learn to – be able to turn your game on and get it done. And so, I, you know, I think even skilled players, if they looked at the chapter program like that, it can help them from that standpoint too. So, did Wesley qualify? I saw it was two under after nine. Uh, no. Okay. No, I think the wind started blowing. I think he had an early tee time and then okay. the wind was like 30 or 40. So, with this is another good little segue here. With, with your time with George, um, three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and kind of learning to teach the game with him and what have you, I guess you kind of you kind of grew up a little bit with Wesley and George in there too. Oh yeah, and and kind of I'm, I'm sure you're probably like a little sitting up family there, but I mean you, they've uh, what what kind of thoughts you got on them? Everything they've accomplished with the Bryan brothers and Wesley winning on the PGA Tour. I mean it's that's pretty cool. Oh, it's it it's been really neat to watch. You know, like my uh, my calendar of. Uh, you know, like from when I did, we, we had a class called the master class that I participated in. And as far as I can remember, Wesley and George were always there. Yeah. Um, they, you know, even as little ones, they participated with us. Um, you know, it was probably, uh, you know, if you look at it over the years, and, and I don't even know if, if anybody even, if G3 even tells anybody, but there were probably... And I don't know that they all participated. There were probably well over 70 kids that participated in that program that went on to play college golf. Wow. That's awesome. You know, like when I did it, there all 15 of us that did class together from Scott Feaster's age down yeah. all played some form of college golf. Um, you know, whether it was designed for George and Wesley to, you know, get good at golf and, yeah. it, you know, it worked, maybe. Um but, you know, we all participated. So I have this, like, you know, there's different people I remember at different stages. Yeah. But it all runs together because I participated in the class from, you know, middle school to college, through college. Now. Run the class, participate running the class now. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That is awesome. What uh, – so – do you remember the birth of the Brian Bros? The trick shot. So I do remember. Oh, they, yeah, there was a third guy with them, and they came. They came to this office, and we sat. It was George, not Wesley, but you know, he's, they were talking about coming up with a name, and I think we also said Brian Bros is the way to go. And and then they who was well, a lot of it started at the facility there. I yeah. Mean, yeah, yeah, it was one of the guys that was uh, practicing at that facility. A good bit. I think he he played at Newberry. Uh, his name's Shaw James. Yeah. Um, he was there when they did the first one. I think he either filmed. He well, was I was it. there when they filmed the first one, and I walked out, and I was like, you know, about like G3, what are y'all doing? <laughs> right, right. Well, we saw this kid on ESPN hit the ball, and we wanted to see if we can do it, and they broke about four or five drivers trying to do <laughs> wow. it. And they did it, you know, and they celebrated, and they put it on YouTube, and it ended up on ESPN, and I was like, huh, yeah. well, that's neat. Like, 
I, I got stuff to do. I'm going back yep, in here. Yep. I, maybe I should have been the cameraman. It'd have been a you know a lot a lot easier job. <laughs> Next thing you know, they're at St. Andrews Rory filming a Bose bit. Yeah, you right, know, right. Like, how quickly that exploded was crazy. Yeah, it was it was pretty neat. You know, and that was right at the time where social media exploded too. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I remember they came to a U.S. Open qualifier at Oldfield, and. One of the officials with USGA called me because there's a filming crew coming in to film these two while they were out there qualifying, and, and I had to make provisions for them so that this crew could be out there and not mess up with other participants. And I was like, man, this is all brand new to me. What are we doing here? Just, just go play golf. And that, yeah. that was the life of the Bryan brothers at that time. Wesley tells a story that he was at a qualifier. This is when Beershank had a TV show, and uh-huh. Chris Patton was caddying for him, and he showed up, and there was cameras. And Oh, now that would have been a great TV show, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Might have yeah. to pull that up on demand somehow. But, <laughs> uh, so the the trick shot stuff, you saw it happening, and and it just grew, right? Yeah, and, you know, and they tried. Different, you know, it started with you know George bouncing the ball off his wedge to Wesley to hitting it off bricks, the concrete blocks. Yep. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. And the, they're out there every day setting up a new one of those. Like, yeah. hey, what can we do different? You know, do you have an idea? Like, you right. know, can we bounce it off this? They hit the building a few times. Yeah. Uh, I, I filmed up there one time with them. Some uh, uh, It was around Halloween, and a glow-in-the-dark company who made glow-in-the-dark suits. Oh, yeah. Sent, they sent two guys down here with a van full of stuff for them to use, and, and I was just a camera guy. And that video never even got released. They filmed it, and it never even really? came out. Yeah, yeah. The, the company didn't use it? No. Well, well, the company may have, but it never – the Brian Bros didn't release uh, it. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there have been a lot of, um, like, people – stuff showed up like we have the the kids like it we have this thing called a putt ski yeah and it's a ski ball and you do it with your putter what you know like this big box shows up that i can't move and it's like in the middle of the breezeway and i'm like okay well what is this and so i start uh, you know i call one of them i say hey you know something showed up they're like well open it and see what it is they're like oh yeah they were they sent that to us wanted to see if we could do a video with it and i was like okay what do you want me to do with it? Well, y'all just keep it there. We're probably not going to use it. And I was like, <laughs> "Now it's your problem." Okay. Uh, what do I do with it? Like, <laughs> oh, that's too good. So, the big announcement. You were part of the video. They even the way they set up the video. Like, oh yeah, Chase. If you want to come out here and teach, you can do that too. But yeah. What, what's the plans they have for the future? Um, if you can talk about it. Yeah, I, you know, with what I'm privileged to. Um, I, they basically just want to build a, a golf community. Um, with like-minded people out there with them that enjoy golf, want to be there. Um, they obviously want a place to be able to go film, um, you know, and not get in the way, you know, be able to say, Hey, we want, we need to film for four hours today. We need this block of time and go out there and get it done and not get in the way of, of, of a golf course's play. And, and I don't want to be putting any words in their mouth, but it sounds like there's going to be a pretty nice teaching facility out there, too. Uh, I think so, yeah. So do you think you, you will be making the move? I'm pretty sure. I mean, do you think operations will cease to exist where you are now and move to there? We haven't gotten that far yet. I hear you. I, I, hear I, you. I, I, I don't think so. It could. You know, yeah. if they um, – I, I know we've talked about them um, absorbing – changing the George Bryan Golf Academy to the Bryan Bros. Right whatever they're going to call it golf academy um you know they've had discussions about that i don't know if they will keep our facility open when they do that right i i have a feeling they will Um, yeah i could see it work in two places yeah you know especially for the people who live out there now oh yeah who already attend it but uh 
what you big you got big hopes for that place or I mean, I know you're not an investor, it's not money, but yeah, from what you've heard. Oh, I it's I think it's gonna be really nice. Yeah. 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 You're wearing it. It's got a good I mean, if you've been around Indian River, I think everybody's pretty much aware of where we are now, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean I guess. I mean, no. I mean it's pretty evident. <laughs> yeah. You it, see the clubhouse. If you, if you live in Columbia, you know where they are, yeah. So yeah, I think that's pretty pretty evident. I'm gonna put it out there. I saw it. I you know, know where it was. Here's a and it's not about me, but I got offered a job at Indian River and turned it down to go to work for Clem at Columbia Country Club. You did? Yeah. You know, I, I planted the original plants around the clubhouse in Indian River because I was working out at Timberlake, and that was the young family had built oh, Indian okay. River. So I got recruited over there at Indian River. I literally pulled plants out the back of a semi-truck and put them down and realized this is not for me. Oh, that's too funny. So, too funny. But I think it'll be good. I hope. I, I wish them the best of luck out there. I hope they do a good job with it. It's a good, good track. I yeah. agree. I agree. So – What's one of the funniest things you've ever seen on the golf course? Oh, I've some of them probably can't talk about. And I think um, you and I text. You can give me your top three. Yeah, no. Um, so this is more of a story. I, I think it's kind of funny in okay. the context that it was. Is so I was um, caddying for one of the guys at Northwoods. He had made it to sectionals, U.S. Open qualifier. Okay. His name is Robert Andrews, but nobody oh, yeah. knows him of that. His name is Grits, Grits. at Northwoods. Grits. Yeah, um, <laughs> and good player. We had played in the North Carolina Open. We were going to Ohio, where the tour stop was that week. So, I mean, there were so many tour players there. You know, right? He played with Bo Van Pelt um, for thirty six holes, which was unbelievable to watch somebody putt that good. Uh, Bo putted that good. Oh yeah, yeah. And so we're standing on the putting green. Our first 18 holes, so it was 36 holes in one day. I forget the name of the golf course. And Mark O'Meara is on the putting green. Well, this is 2005 or six, okay. something in there. And Paul Azinger walks up. He goes, hey, what are you doing here? Talking to Mark O'Meara. He, he looks at him. He goes, trying to qualify for the U.S. <laughs> Open. Like, you know, like <laughs> – and, and Azinger goes, well, I mean, you're not still exempt. He goes, well, I only get five years. He said, well, you won the British Open and the Masters in the same year. He said, yeah, it's a five-year exemption for both. Wow. And Azinger looks at him. He goes, man, they, they should give you 10 for winning two in one year. And Amira doesn't skip a beat, just looks at him. He goes, I could just play better. <laughs> wow. And I was like, wow, that's <laughs> pretty good perspective on like, yeah, you know, I don't. You could tell he didn't really want to be there, but he had. You know, he has to qualify. I mean, for you're the on the seven. practice putting green with a two-time major winner, yeah. and, and he's getting ready to go loop it around for 36 holes and try to qualify. That's crazy. And, and to say, you know, they'd have that same perspective as you know, if you're going to qualify for something, right. and somebody looks at it and goes, "Well, why are you here?" I'm like, well, <laughs> like I should have played better last year and got in the state am and yeah. not be at this right. qualifier. You know, it was pretty neat. Uh, pretty neat day. When's the last time you've attempted a qualifier? Been oh, it's been a long no, a U.S. Long. Open qualifier. Uh, actually, I got a letter from the USGA that Did I you? had to. I, I went to Pine Wild. Yeah. One year. Yeah. Um, I think I got the letter because Lucas Glover shot sixty four, and I shot like eighty one or two or oh. three. Like I didn't shoot like a hundred or anything. Right. But I mean, it was like forty raining, and Pine <laughs> Wild is really long. Yeah. And, you know, you get done, and you're like, oh, man, like, whew, that was rough. Over. And you get there, and it says Lucas Glover, 64, and you're like, wow. 
Yeah. Did you reply to the letter? <laughs> no, I hadn't done one since then. Okay. Those letters are tough. I mean, we <laughs> listen, I had to do that for a long time, and I took into consideration the fact that it was 40, windy, and whatever. Right. It was uh, – that's a, that's a hard thing. You really had to blow out in one of my qualifiers to get a letter. I mean, like blow out. That's uh, Golf Digest used to do a little – every year would do a little blurb about things – about those letters, and one guy who who was shot pretty good on the front nine, his son came out to him as his caddy. That's what he caddy for him. Came out of the closet, and the guy shot like forty five oh. on the back nine <laughs> oh during gosh, the qualifier. Wow, so, what a time to throw that oh, out, man! Yeah, so they were just talking about things that happened. Man, people found that out, and he got a letter. Yeah, mm. yeah, but I hadn't, done, I haven't played. Um, you know, I've played in a few of our section events over the years. I kind of, I put them on the calendar. Yeah. You know, if I've had time to practice and and prepare, right, I try to go play. Um, City tournament you put city on the tournament I try I, I put it on the calendar and show up every well year, here, so. that's a good point because people don't understand you know they think because you're in the business I'm in the business they say you know you're in the business you don't play all the time man when I when I'm not doing business I don't want to go back to the golf course a lot of times I'd rather yeah. go fishing or not even fishing I go on the lake go cruise around whatever but golf is usually the last thing on my agenda yeah. on a day off yeah i i still play a recently i've played more good um you know trying to say hey like because it makes it more fun when you're playing yeah. golf like when you're just going and working and there and you hit a ball every now and then you know when you get out to play that's the fun part so yeah. i've kind of made it a point to try to play a little bit more this year i've made it a point just to accept where my golfing yeah. ability is and, and that's what it is something i don't want you get out here without us talking about is your scotty cameron putterhead putter collection oh yeah is it the is it putter covers or the actual putters both putter covers okay so I, you remember that scotty cameron club i was yeah yeah um do you know about this bill no this is all new to me i i haven't done it in a couple years yeah. um it, it got to it, it you know with the internet and the way you spend online money, shopping works i mean it's a hundred dollars to join the club cameron every year right they give you well more than a hundred dollars worth of stuff okay but um, it gives you access to when he releases, you know. Um, so I like the I like the Masters. It's my favorite week of the year. Always has been. I have I can't say I have all the Masters covers. I've have most of the release co- from 2004 to about 2020 2019. I have every Masters cover released. And what do you think? Except of- for some special ones. There's some value in those too, correct? If you wanted to, you could. Yeah, there's some value in them. Yeah. And what do you do with them? You put them in the safe under your bed? Well, I mean, not not to tell everybody where to. Keep them. I, I have. They're in a storage unit right now okay. because we have moved recently. But I have a, a display. I don't want to put them up in my office. Just there are people in and out. Yeah. Not that anybody would take them, but right. it's one of those things. It's not real hard to walk by sure. and grab you a putter cover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I do have a, a rack that I've a wooden rack I made and they stick on there. They were in my office at my old house, you know, just something for people to look at. Nice. Uh, I, I don't know where How I'm, many do you have? Thirty ish. Wow. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a little more. <laughs> and they're pristine. They're they're so beautiful. I, well, it, when I first started, I used a lot of them. Oh, so some you? of them are a little smashed, but a majority of them are brand new. Like they've only been on the peg. Right. They've never been on a putter. I've thought about selling them here and there, and then yeah. I just can't. Well, you got an old Barnwell hat on. Yes. You already played there? Nah, not yet. My, okay. Uh, my buddy Luke Boatwright is a member. And Luke Boatwright is Luke Boatwright is more involved in golf or not being involved in golf than anybody I know. He is. He's an ambassador. Yeah, so he's a he's a member there. He hadn't yeah. taken me to play yet, but we're it's on the books. He's definitely 
he's he's definitely played there a few times. A few holes they have open. Yeah, I think they have seven holes open so yeah. far. Have they applied for membership yet, Beth? You know what? I've talked to them. We have we've not gotten to that level yet. But um, you know, there's heck, there's one going across the interstate over there called the Tree Farm. I think it's a little bit different comp, different yeah. scenario. But um, yeah, right in between Lexington and Aiken. Man, a lot of things going on here in South Carolina <laughs> right up, now. Growing up, baby. Rembert, Rembert's right down the road too. I think they're doing something at Rembert here pretty soon, right oh, outside yeah. of Casey. Uh, I've heard Cameron. that. Yeah. Say what? Yeah, it's a brand. Another one is national. Man, national. Maybe I did catch one of that. What's so. uh? What's a piece of advice you would give a normally we'll do it for a golfer but i want you to give it to a parent who's getting their kid once their kids start playing um make sure it's fun yeah you know like i mean i take uh i played nine holes uh my youngest daughter's six or she'll be six this year she doesn't care much about golf i mean she'll putt yeah. you know i played nine holes we got every green i said do you want to come putt Sometimes she did, sometimes she didn't. If yeah. you take them with you, pack lots of snacks. Yeah, that's true. You know, when the drink girl comes around, buy them a drink and a you know a snack, even though you probably have plenty in the cart. Right. Um, but just make it fun. Yep. That's it. And you know, if you enjoy golf and they see you having fun, they're more than likely gonna attach themselves to that. Right. Um, but yeah, just make it as fun as possible. I think that's what keeps ever keeps kids in it. I love it. Anything we left out you want to say? Actually, the one question I did send you, what's a life lesson you've learned through golf? Oh, a life lesson. So, um, probably just the perseverance of it all. You know, like you know, like I told you about my college tournament, you know, yeah. 74 and 92, miss a qualifier for the next tournament, right. show up at the next one to win. Like, you just um, – That's a good story. You never know. you you got to have perseverance and hard work yeah. for golf. Well, Chase, let me tell you, man, with everything I've known you for a long time, and you've been a big, been instrumental part of what we've done here at the Junior Golf Association, along with what you've done for junior golf in South Carolina and the industry. And, uh, and I appreciate your efforts, appreciate your time and, and all you do, and, and uh, look forward to watching you continue to grow throughout the years. Yeah, thank you. Thank you all for having me. Yeah, man. Thank you. All right, so you do have the nickname Monster, I've always heard. Monster. So George the Fourth pronounces it Munster, like M-U-N-S-T-E-R. Okay. Um, he's probably the one that's made it stick the longest. Yeah. But I got the name when I was a junior golfer um, at the academy. Um, George's assistant, his name was Mark Stillman. He's from okay. Lexington. Yeah. Real good golfer. Um, sometime when I was in high school, he went to coach at the College of Charleston. But he called me the Chase Monster because – and, and I kind of know why now. I, I've always been really tall, yeah, uh, and big, and a bigger kid, right. And now I see my girls. Like I went to eat lunch with them the other day, and my oldest is a foot taller than everybody in her class, and my youngest looks like a giant in her kindergarten class. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I kind of get it now, right? <laughs> I hear you. So I was like that big kid, um, you know, hadn't got much taller or, or bigger th than I am now. But he called me Chase Monster, and it, it stuck. Um, okay, turned into Monster. Turned into Monster. You know, like you go out to Northwoods, they call me Red most of the time. Most of the people out there okay. don't know me as Monster. Um, but, yeah, around the George Bryan Golf Academy, they call me Coach Monster or Monster, and Mark Steelman always called me Chase Monster. Mark Steelman. Laying, laying names down. He's been, yeah. been a long time since Mark's been around. Yeah, so we used to have a good time with Mark. Um, on Saturdays when we had junior golf class, and, you know, now I think about it as like an adult. And, you know, Mark was probably 23 or 4 or 5 at the time. Right. He would teach class all morning Saturday. 
and then at Lake Mary Golf Center, he would, from the time they got done with class till it closed, he worked Saturday evening. Wow. So, like, we would, I'd bring my PlayStation up. Sometimes we'd sit in the clubhouse <laughs> and play PlayStation, you know, order a pizza, go play the par three. Uh, uh, you know. What game were you playing Get in trouble. Uh, actually, it might have been Nintendo 64, okay. Goldeneye. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah great, great game. game. Goldeneye. <laughs> I remember that. I remember I brought that on the state end one time. Yeah, that yeah. first time. Yeah. Um, so, we played a lot of that. Another funny golf story. This one might actually be funnier than the one I told. <laughs> We are up there one night. It's probably cold. Me and Scott Feast are out chipping. And across the street, there's a place now. It's called Higher Ground. It used to be called Jack's Diner. Okay. It has six-foot-by-six-foot windows across the front. We're standing by the putting green, which is behind the clubhouse. You know, I know I have on full rain gear, black jacket, black pants. And I I hurt my ankle and had a boot on. Okay. And Scott goes, hey, I'm going to bounce a ball off the road on top of Jack's diner. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, so l- let me picture this. We're, you're hitting it from beside a putting green over a golf hole, over railroad tracks, over trees. Yep. There's a road, cars parked directly into the building, and a building. Wow. Well, he hits this ball, and all of a sudden it sounds like a gunshot went off. Oh, no. Well, I just took off running <laughs> right into the clubhouse. Mark goes, what'd y'all do? And I was like, mm, I'm not real sure. I said, Scott was trying to hit a ball and hit the road and make it land on top of Jack's diner. I said, I don't think he did that. <laughs> and so Mark gets a call, and they're like, hey, we had a golf ball come through our window. Of the diner? Of the diner. People mm-hmm. in there eating. Nice. So Mark has to, you know, he leaves me there. He leaves. He goes over, you know, I'm sorry, you know, yada, yada, yada. And anyways, it was, it was wow. kind of funny. There <laughs> That's <you go>. crazy. <laughs> That's a good story. There you go. 